We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash lawless. Just go to Indeed.com slash lawless right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed com slash lawless. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hello, sunshine. I'm Alexi Lawless, and welcome to the State of the Union pod presented by State Farm. That's it. It's over. You are looking at Doha, Qatar, site of the greatest World Cup final in history. We have just witnessed something that will live long, and rightfully so, in the memories of all. That saw it, and will hear tell of it for years to come. My good friend David Mossy joins me for one last time here at Doha as we... uh, (laughs) <laughs> Look to ring in uh, the end of a year, the end of a World Cup, and then turn into 2023. Mossy, first off, your prediction came true. You predicted Argentina. Argentina won, not without just incredible drama. Just initial impressions before I give you mine. Well, for 70-plus minutes, this was an incredibly one-sided game. Mm-hmm. Argentina were absolutely brilliant. France were dreadful, particularly in that first half. Scaloni made a great call starting Di Maria, uh, who is such a big game player. I think he's the most underrated player of the last 15 years in world football. And, you know, if he had been healthy, they might have won some of those previous finals they lost. And we wouldn't have even been talking about our mess right. needing to get any monkeys off his back the last couple of years. Um, but then he took Di Maria out uh, for Acuna. And the game started to change slightly. But still, that first France goal, the penalty where uh, Otamendi brings down Colomani, that fell out of the sky and uh, that got it to 2-1 and then a couple of minutes later less than two minutes later Mbappe with the volley and all of a sudden it turned into a whole different game for the rest of regulation and the extra time and it was absolutely incredible from that point forward. It it was incredible. And when I say it was the best ever, I mean, uh, the drama and the significance and obviously ultimately the payoff. And you know, we, we come in, and in television, obviously, we are going to talk about stars, and none bigger than Messi and Mbappe. And at different times and in different ways, they obviously impacted this game. But, this game, but they ultimately showed up, and they ultimately framed this historic moment. 
again, I think it's important to just reiterate uh, the context of the burden, the albatross, um, and the pressure that Messi, for many years now, last couple of decades, let's be honest, probably, has been under relative to delivering this, and in doing so, delivering on his legacy. A left-footed, diminutive, Argentine attacking player is always going to be compared to Diego Maradona. In this evergreen back and forth and debate that we have about the GOAT, the greatest of all time, Maradona looms large. It is a shadow that Messi has, through no fault of his own other than what I said, been constantly in. And in that debate, and that ongoing debate, where people take sides, one of the things that has been the trump card for many that don't believe he is the greatest of all time has been the fact that he hasn't won the World Cup. Well, that is off the table now. And for a lot of people, this only confirms what they have believed for a long time. For some people, this changes everything. And for others, the debate will continue. But no longer will that debate have the fact that he has not won a World Cup for Argentina as part of it. And I'm I am happy for him. You know, I've talked about how Messi, relative to other players, does not move me. I've talked about how I am not necessarily a fan of Messi. However, I will absolutely say today that Messi and this Argentine victory moved me. It was wonderful to see, to see that passion, to see that up and down that we know a game can be, and then ultimately in that moment... You know, to see the, the incredible humanity of him, but also of his teammates. And we saw Scaloni cry. There's a lot of tears out there because this gift that we have talked about all tournament was finally bestowed on this, this miracle of a human being who does things on the soccer field that we have never seen before. And I am happy in that sense that he has been given that gift. And you saw how much it meant to him, but more importantly, how much it meant to his teammates to be able to do that. Even when at times it looked like it was being taken out of their hand. And, you know, listen, I know listen, I, I, know I can be a grump. I know I can be a grouch. I know I can be a Grinch. But this warmed my heart. I enjoyed it. And I can celebrate it uh, the way I would another player or another team. But this is special. This is somebody that has brought joy to so many, not just Argentine fans, but to so many out there. And so for him to finally get this moment, and it was almost surreal to him in the way that he basked in that moment with his family and didn't want it to end. And I'm glad that he gets that moment because regardless of my fandom or lack of fandom or if he has moved me in the past, I want good things for someone that fundamentally has changed the game and will be remembered not just for the next decades, but possibly for the next hundred years as one of the greatest players ever to play the game. Yeah, I would say there's a larger conversation to be had about how we compare players from vastly different eras, mm -hmm. like Pele and Messi. So Pele would be the one guy still that I think you can have a conversation with. But I think Messi winning this World Cup does put him above Maradona because the overall body of work with what he's done at club level, if you compare their career numbers side by side, 
Um, I think it's now really tough to make an argument for Maradona there. I've never been one to think that Cristiano Ronaldo's on the same level as Messi. So to me, he's at worst number two, and I think you can make a very good case for number one. Like I said, it's between him and Pele, and you get into that whole thing of contextualizing different eras. And, you know, so that's where I stand on it after today. Anything more you want to talk about the game? Because we're not really going to go do a deep dive in when it comes to it. Everybody is spent in the best possible sense. And like I said, this is going to be the last show uh, from Doha and the last one of the year. Uh, anything that you want to spend talking about this game, but then can we spin it forward to just your general experiences through the World Cup? Uh, I just want to talk about Mbappe for okay. one second because uh, for a player on the losing side, uh, talk about somebody who enhanced his credentials even more today. Uh, second player to score a hat-trick in a Men's World Cup final, uh, Jeff Hurst being the other, 1966. Third human ever to score a hat-trick in a World Cup final, if you want to bring in our colleague Carly Lloyd, who yep. did it in 2015. Um, fifth player to score in two different finals, joins Pelé, Vava, Zidane, and Paul Breitner on that list. And he's already up to 12 career World Cup goals at the it's age nuts. of 23. The record is 16 by Miroslav Klose. Would you bet against him no. <laughs> breaking well, that he's record? He's got two, maybe three more World Cups in him. And his performance today was like from another planet because, you know, this France team, by the time we got to the portion of this latter portion of this game, their lineup had so deviated from anything we ever imagined it would be. When you go back to the players they lost pre-tournament, Benzema and Pogba and Kante and Nkuku and Kimpembe, and then they lose Lucas Hernandez early in the tournament. They've got guys going down with viruses during the tournament. And then uh, the substitutions that Deschamps was forced to make in that first half, Dembele, who had one of the all-time oh worst God. performances I think I've ever Horrible. seen from a professional player. And so I, I looked up at the end of that game, and I'm, from the midfield up, it's like uh, Kolomwani, Coman, uh, Marcus Turan, and Mbappe. And I'm like, <laughs> these are the guys he's playing with. And trying no to real position. <laughs> just, just see if he can do something. And yet somehow, man, every time he got the ball, he made something happen. Even at the end of the extra time, that play where he sliced through the right. two defenders, and the, you're thinking, oh, my God, is he actually going to pull this off? So Messi, like I said, is arguably the GOAT right now. But there's another guy coming. It's that, coming. That 10 years or so from now, a couple more World Cups, we're going to have that conversation. I'm, Messi versus I'm so glad that you mentioned that. And, yes, it's it's got to be painful losing a World Cup, especially in that way. And you saw Macron, the head of state, consoling him. I mean, it show how much it means. But there is a lot of good stuff to come. Mbappe achieved something truly remarkable today. He converted three penalties against Emiliano Martinez. Right. Two in the game and one. Think how hard that is. Uh, and the same pot, spot yeah. where, he, where he picked it. So, oh, my goodness. Uh, let's spin it forward to the tournament uh, because this will be the last time that we see you in 2023. Did you enjoy your time here? Boy, that's a loaded it's question. It's not a loaded question. I know there's some out there that feel like I need to do a little bit of throat clearing before I launch into saying anything positive. But, <laughs> listen, I can compartmentalize different parts of my brain. I'm just going to say strictly from the point of view of a soccer tournament, uh, this was an incredible experience. Um, Amazing tournament, I think, in the conversation, best World Cups ever, certainly the best final ever. Um, and, yeah, just I, I love the people I work with every day. It was such a great group. Um, and, yeah, I mean, my experiences with Qataris were wonderful, so welcoming, so hospitable. Uh, and it was just, you know me, I'm kind of this worldly guy who, you know, thirsts for knowledge and to learn about a different part of the world that I wasn't familiar with before. 
was just a fascinating experience that I'm really going to cherish. I'm frankly sad it's over. You know, it's after being so long away from your families, your regular lives, pretty much everybody I talk to is like, hey, it's great, but I'm kind of ready to go home. I'm the only person that, you know, is, is kind of sad to be leaving. I've been looking around a lot today and kind of taking it all in, and it's, it's going to be weird to not be here tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, look, I've done so many of these, and there is this this strange melancholy that comes over to, uh, over you, even though it's it's a grind. It's a it's the best Groundhog Day that we talk about, but it is a grind. You know, there's a there's an Aesop's fable too, uh, about a a father, a son, and the donkey. And I'm not going to go into the whole thing, but ultimately the moral is that if you try to please everyone, you end up pleasing no one. And look, I I, I know there are people that are positive and supportive and uh, enjoy the way that we have televised this World Cup. And I know there's others that don't like it and are critical and can scream and yell about it. The reality is we wanted to bring to you the soccer. And I think that we we did that. When it comes to our experience here, uh, I don't want to speak for you because I'm only going to speak for myself, but it, it has been incredible. The people that we have met, the things that we have done, um, the way that this country has welcomed us. We are strangers in a strange land. Uh, the things that we have done, and just in general, the work that we have done to televise this, I remain incredibly proud of it. Uh, it you don't get to tell me, or Mossy, or anybody else, okay, how to feel, how to think, or what to say about our experience here. And that's all we have. I think we both fully recognize that it is a unique and different type of experience because it is a unique and different type of World Cup. One that we will never have again, probably. Okay? Because as we said before, it's going in a completely different direction when it comes to uh, World Cups. 2030, Saudi Arabia. What are you talking about? Well, but, but <laughs> relative to this Brigadoonish type of situation here in, yeah. one, uh, in one city. And I think that part of the experience that people had, whether it was us or others, and the positive one that they had was relative to getting to multiple games, the proximity, the communal type of situation that existed here. And look, as I said before, no matter what you do, somebody's going to have a problem uh, with, with what you do. And so we can only do what we feel is best, and we did. And uh, we have incredible men and women that work their ass off behind the scenes to make us look good. Mossy goes back and forth from in front of the camera to behind the camera, okay? It takes a village, let me tell you, to make me or any of the people that I work with look, uh, you know, halfway intelligent and presentable on screen. And so I thank each and every one of them for, like you said, day in and day out. The best Groundhog Day, but it is still a grind. And the things that we have done here, um, I think are going to be talked about for a long time. And yeah, I know I'm extolling the virtues of the people that I work with and the company that I work with and our body of work here. But you know what? They deserve to be patted on the back. They deserve to be praised because, like I said, every single day they are working to bring this tournament to life. And I think, to your point, this is up there when it comes to the greatest tournaments uh, that we have seen. In four years from now, when it comes to the men's tournament, it's going to be very, very different in, ter in terms of where it's happening and what is ultimately going to look, look like. Better or worse, who knows? I think it's going to be the greatest World Cup that we've ever seen in America, but it's certainly going to look a whole lot different than we, uh, than we have here. Uh, 
And before we go, I want to thank my friend David Mossy. You know him. You love him. He is a special, special person when it comes to not just this show, but everything that we do on Fox. And I know I tell you pretty much every time that I come on here how appreciative we are of him and the work that he does. And stuff that you see, and I'll be quite honest, a lot of stuff that you don't see has his fingerprints all over it. And I know I, I give him grief and I make fun of him, but he is, he is our guy for a reason because of the knowledge that he has in his head but also I think you would agree with me the ability to bring the passion that he has for the game and let you feel it whether it's here at the State of the Union or like I said in things that you read it it translates it is incredibly valuable and there are so many of us that are so thankful to have you on our Fox team, Mossy. So on behalf of everybody here, thank you for everything uh, that you have done. Uh, anything before we go? Uh, 2023, around the corner, that'll be the sixth year of the State of the Union podcast. Really? Can you believe uh, oh it? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Um, producer Sean, as uh, another guy that's worked his ass off, as of all the w men and women uh, from the digital perspective, uh, he even gave me something to say here. So uh, let's see. Um, the last five weeks of the State of the Union are the five most downloaded weeks in the history of the show. So, of the six years that we have done it. And it's not just our show. All of digital has been killing it here in a great way. And I'm sure you've been watching the content. And so, it's been an incredible pleasure to be able to give you that on a consistent, uh, on a consistent basis. And as I, as I said before, there's this feeling of, obviously, closure. And a certain, to a certain extent, sadness and melancholy when something like this finishes. But... I'm going to be very, very happy to get on that plane tomorrow and head back to what I feel is the greatest country in the world, which is the United States, and to celebrate Christmas and to celebrate New Year and to go into 2023. And look, it's going to, be, it's going to come quick uh, and much quicker than in the past because we have another World Cup, the Women's World Cup, coming next summer. Anything before we go, Mossy? Well, first of all, thank you for what you said before. I didn't right. even acknowledge it. But... Um, uh, no, yeah, th this was lots of fun to do this podcast every night from here. I know I missed some early ones. But once <laughs> once right. we got into the business end of the tournament, I was pretty much yep. here every night. So thanks to everybody uh, behind the scenes with this podcast, Sean uh, and the whole crew that's in the control room right now. And thank you, too, for, I mean, you're, you're the star of this. I know that I'm, you know. I'm only here because Stop you, you would it. have me. Stop it. We've created a star, my friend. <laughs> that makes me happy. Uh, but, yeah, I remember when I got back from Russia in 2018, the next few days were the most disorienting days of my life, so I'm kind of dreading that. But, uh, hey, back to Los Angeles, back to our regular lives. Uh, so, uh, so, so as I mentioned, we will be it's, – it's kind of a hiatus. I mean, give us a little – you know, give us a break here. We're going to take a couple of weeks uh, off, and we will come back refreshed and renewed in 2023 and give you the content when it comes to the State of the Union that you expect. Myself, David Mossy, and look, we're always looking to evolve and grow, and so who knows? Maybe we'll sit down with producer Sean and do some interesting and different things as we go as we go forward. Look, we also want to thank State Farm uh, for uh, for presenting uh, the State of the Union, for all of the help that they uh, that they give, and ultimately the support that they give. They believe in the State of the Union. They believe in soccer. They believe in Fox, and therefore they come and uh, they are uh, in partnership with everything that we are doing. So thank you to them and anybody that ultimately supports uh, supports soccer. We have wonderful things to look forward to, as we mentioned, leading up to 2026, leading up to next summer with the Women's World Cup. All sorts of stuff. Whether it's involved at Fox or not, we will continue to talk about it. The interesting thing, too, is, Mossy, 
we're right back to club, right? <laughs> so usually we have a couple months off here after a World Cup. No, nope, right back to club. All sorts of stuff that's, that we're going to be able to uh, talk about going forward. It has been an absolute and distinct pleasure to be able to do this night after night after night. And that so many of you have tuned in uh, over the last month. It warms the cockles of my red-headed American heart. I, have you, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful holiday. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Whatever it is, I hope you're with family. I hope you're with friends. I hope you are healthy. And I hope that we go into 2023 and we make it bigger and better than 2022 on the field and off the field. My friends, we will talk to you in 2023. Goodbye from Doha, Qatar and the 2022 World Cup. We put an end to it. We say thank you to Qatar and we move on. We'll talk to you in 2023. And until then, and as always, size the day. <laughs>